uh, we had a prayer meeting last Friday, and uh, I was just compelled to read through Philippians. And I want to just read this over for you for a, a minute. Is that okay? The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Man, anybody, I, I, I guarantee there's some people this morning that are feeling anxious. I guarantee it. And I don't say that happily, like, aren't we glad we're anxious? But I know that's true this morning. But in everything, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, like we were just singing, Jen, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So right now, can I just pray this over us? Finally, brothers and sisters, here at Hill City Church, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, there's some times where you can, you can sort of process through things, but I just want to challenge right now as he's going through this, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And I just, you know, it's not about a, a mental exercise um, team or anybody in here about overcoming, but this is saying, let us, let us shut out for just a moment the trials, the tribulations, the tough things in life. And right now, as I was thinking through this, it says that the, the peace will guard your hearts and minds. You know what a guard is? It's a guard is not something that you put up after you've been hit, is it? Now, you might do it as out as like, I don't want that to happen again. But I want to pray for us right now on Sunday morning that a guard is something that you do before you get hit, right? You don't enter the football game with a helmet on in the second half because you're probably not going to come out of the locker room at halftime. You got me? You put on that helmet and those pads before the game starts. And some of you come in this morning, you're, you're beat up. You haven't had the guard on. You haven't done those things. You've, you've, been, haven't, you've been thinking about things that are not true, that are not noble, that are not pure. And so can I just pray over us for a moment right now? I just feel compelled to do this. That in a world of anxiety and depression and some really hard things and some situations, that I just feel that we need to pray right now for that peace that transcends understanding and that peace that is a guard, that peace that is an armor for us to go throughout the rest of this week. And so if you need prayer right now um, and you'd be willing to raise your hand, we have some awesome leaders and other people that would, would lay their hands on you and pray with you in this moment right now. I know there's some people who've had some tough weeks, a tough week. And I know there's some other people that are in a, in a wonderful week of graduation, everything else. But I just want to pray. So if you raise your hand, if, if, it's, if, it's, if you don't want to, that's totally okay. But we want to operate like a family here and help meet needs. And so raise your hand, and if, if not, um, and people will come around you. I'm just going to pray. We come to you this morning with petition, with thanksgiving, first of all, as you just said in your word. We're thankful for life today, God. We're thankful for your presence, for, spirit, for your spirit, God, your Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And God, I pray for that peace right now that doesn't make sense. It's weird. It's foreign. I've never experienced it. But, God, I know it's a real thing in the, in the craziness of my life that that peace can just transcend the understanding. It could be a guard for my heart and my mind. So I pray that over Hill City this morning. Anybody in this room, God, anybody that's in this building, those of us who are, turning, those of you who are turning, tuning in online, 
I pray, God, just with thanksgiving first, God, for that peace, that peace, God, in our lives, Lord, to navigate whatever's going to happen this week, what has ever happened beforehand, God, but right now, God, I pray that you would guard our hearts and our minds. I pray against anxiety. I pray against depression. I pray against wrong thinking, evil thinking, negative thinking, God, and I pray that, God, you would give us that, those, the, just those, that viewpoint of how you see the world. God, let us see the world through heaven's eyes this morning. We want to make an impact on this culture. We want to change this world, God. But let us be, God, just strong in you this morning. God, we welcome you into this place right now. God, you are good. You are good. Jen, can we just sing it one more time? Let's just worship one for two more minutes this morning with thanksgiving. in just a few more minutes. we're thankful this morning, God, for your presence, for your peace. God, we accept it this morning. Church, don't reject it. Let it in. Let it absorb this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand one more time and worship him? Amen. You guys can be seated. Tell the person next to you they look awesome. Good morning. Welcome to Sunday. Good to see all your faces. Good morning online. Anybody here like to eat? Well, I think we all do because we'd all be dead if we didn't eat. So I think we, every animal on earth likes to eat at some extent. So next week we are doing a, uh, a we're not going to uh, come in here. I don't think we're doing it here, but we're going to do a uh, potluck. Who likes a good old church potluck? All right, there we go. <laughs> Where it's like you look at your plate and it's like pizza and tacos and burrito and you're like, I'm not going to feel good after this. Um, but uh, so we're going to do, uh, Hill City Church is going to uh, provide the meat. I don't, does that just mean beef or chicken? Chicken or chicken? All right, we're going to have, we're going to have, uh, we're going to bring the meat. And uh, there's, there's a, uh, I hope Candace, I hope I don't mess this up too bad. Huh? It's. So uh, we're going to do a typical kind of uh, whatever your last name is. Uh, A through F, please bring drinks. <laughs> last name is G through P, uh, bring sides. And last name is Q 
through Z, uh, please bring desserts. So I'm bringing drinks. So I'll bring some water. All right. No. Uh, so uh, can I have the ushers come forward? Uh, if there's some folks who have uh, can get some bags, and we'll uh, we'll continue in our giving this morning. Uh, Tina, would you be able to help for a second? Grab a, a bag and come on. Thank you, sir. And uh, I'm going to pray. So, um, man, so Memorial Day. Any, any graduates? Are you going to talk about this? Any, any graduates in the room? Yeah, let's give them a hand. I like the parents who are going through graduation because they're just, like, really busy. We were at the Cooks yesterday, and I know their life has been really busy getting through it all. So um, such a cool moment. My son's graduating fifth grade. Well, it's called a continuation now, right? Let's have a continuation ceremony. Anyway, um, I'm very proud of him. <laughs> uh, cool, I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna hand it over to John, and we'll keep going. God, thank you for this morning. Um, God, just what a blessing to be in your presence, and to know that we serve a God that cares about us, God, that cares about these things that are so pervasive in our culture. And um, God, we just we surrender our lives to you this morning, um, our whole lives, our finances, our treasures, our talents, God, who we are. God, we want to live for you and uh, know your heart more. So, God, I pray for Pastor John this morning as he preaches. God, may his words make a profound impact on our soul. And, God, it's all about you. It's all about Jesus. In your name, amen. Good morning. Good morning. I love that we just started with prayer. Let's take one more moment. Just... Just close your eyes for a moment. Just ask God to speak to you today. That we would truly know God's heart and understand it's the best possible thing for us, God. To know you and to know your heart, Lord God. And know what you have prepared for us even today, Lord God. I pray we trust you right now, God. We trust you, Lord God. We trust that you are peace, Lord God that surpasses all understanding. And when people look at you and they don't understand why you have peace, that is the peace of God. That is the peace of God. And I pray, Lord God, that your overwhelming peace would fill minds and hearts in Jesus Christ, Lord God, through you, Lord God. So today, speak to our hearts. Reveal in us what you want to reveal and I pray we are just a little more open, Lord God, but to, for you to speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today, we're on part three of the series, The Way. And of course, we started talking about the way. I almost called it the life of a samurai. But they live by a code called Bushido, which means the way of the warrior. And so I was going, I, I've thought of this uh, this self-disciplines for a long time. There is a way that we can live that will totally transform our lives and it will begin to look more and more like Jesus. And then that's the goal. The goal is not a lofty religiosity, but it's an, a depth of knowing God and living our lives fully engaged with Jesus. Like being in on it. Saying being in on it. That is the walk of Christianity. It's not just that you're doing religious stuff. No, you're in on all the things that God is doing right among us, right around us. 
and through us and in us. But we miss it so many times because we don't think that God's doing something. We think we're just living normal life. But what I want you to do as we practice the disciplines of Jesus, we're in on it. We're in on what Jesus is doing. I believe that we can live a fully engaged life with Christ. A life that's filled with God moments. Uh, filled with the abundant life that Jesus talks about in John 10, 10. That the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy you. Yes, we have an enemy that wants to take the very most important thing in your life, your soul, the things that matter to you. And, and we think of soul as something that it happens in eternity. Like one day, I'm, I'm going to lose. My, no, we could lose our soul right here, right now. Have you ever lived life and you just felt totally disconnected, just totally like, Man, I'm just losing myself. I'm, and, and we have all these weird verbiages for it. Something's wrong with me. I feel empty. I believe that you can live soulless now. You can live disconnected from your creator, disconnected from your purpose now, not only forevermore. You know what I mean? And so living in the way of Jesus is reconnecting us to the way that God made us, the abundant life that he has for us, the one that Jesus talks about, if you are willing enough, daring enough to take Jesus up on it and be in on it, be in on it. What if, and this is for all of us, we are too easily satisfied with what we have and what we've accomplished? Think about that for a moment. What if we're too easily satisfied, too satisfied with the crumbs on the table when Jesus has a gourmet banquet of a life prepared for you? We're just looking for, oh, that's going to be so good when God had something so amazing prepared for you in a life in the very presence of God with fullness of joy, fullness of joy. And listen, the way always starts with obedience and it leads into the deepest of joy. It always starts with obedience. It does. We're like, oh, that's too hard. And it, when we say that, because we don't understand what's coming. We don't understand the fullness of our soul. And it starts by trusting and practicing the practices of Jesus. And so today's practice is practice number two, a praying life. A praying life. A life with God. It's prayer. Prayer. A life with God. Now, how many of you guys love football? Any football fans? Right? We talk football here and there. I'm, I'm the number one Broncos fan, at least on Facebook. Right? It's my way to antagonize Bronco fans. I say very positive things, and then they, on Facebook, they tell me, shut your mouth. You're not a real Bronco fan. And, I, and then I say something like, why can't you let me on this boat? And then I cheer for the Niners the rest of the season. Right? They're horrible. Thank you. Thank you. But there was a play in football that only one play with an overtly religious name. You guys know what it is? Hail Mary. That's right. It was coined in 1984, Bears versus Dolphins. With second left, the Bears are down, right? And, 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 and they decided to put all the receivers on one side, and all they would do, they would all run to the end zone, and the quarterback hikes the ball, he snaps it, and he throws up a prayer... Right? And with no time left, it starts to bounce around people's hands. And you've seen this until, until Allen, the running back, receives it for a touchdown. And so begins the Hail Mary. A prayer. Uh, it was a pass thrown. It was a prayer thrown in desperate times needing divine intervention. 
But much like the Hail Mary, prayer many times is associated with desperation, isn't it? Right? Most of the time, I and maybe you, we rely on ourselves, my smarts, my way, my strength. However, in moments of crisis, when we have nothing left, when we're at the end of ourselves, when we hit our limit, we throw up a prayer. We're like, God, I need you. A Hail Mary. A Hail Mary. And God loves you so much, he puts us in situations that we finally turn to God and say, God, I need you. And we think that's God's judgment, but many times I believe it's God's grace. It's God's grace. And you're like, ah. It's God's grace to deter you so he can bring, so we can come to a place where we're saying, you know what? I can't do this myself. That's God's grace. Or the rest of our lives, we'll keep on depending on ourselves. And because desperate people pray. Desperate people pray. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. People pray. Did you know that? Statistically, if you believed in Jesus or not, you still pray. You're like, God, if you're out there, this is a desperate moment. I need you. Desperate people pray. People pray in trouble, going through a divorce, facing issues with their children, or after receiving a hard diagnosis or losing their job. When we reach the end of ourselves, we instinctively begin to pray. And desperate prayers aren't bad. I'm not saying they're bad. Many times in the Bible, all over the Bible, people prayed in desperations. And God cares about our desperate prayers. Many spiritual journeys begin in desperation. But it can't remain here. It cannot remain here. It's not sufficient to sustain your life. Yet many people stay in this mode. We pray in crisis. I mean real prayers. Not the same prayers you say over dinner the same way every time. God, thank you for this taco. And the hands that prepared this taco. In Jesus' name. That is an interesting prayer. I understand you're thanking God for the taco, but like we pray it out of repetition instead of we engaging God. We, it's more like a ritual than actually believing is my prayers engage God. And God engages me like for real. We're in on it, right? See, I, I feel like when we live life our own way, uh, 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 Craig Rochelle coined a phrase, the Christian atheist. Believing, people believing in Jesus, but living like he doesn't exist at all. And I was thinking about that for a while. And at the end of the day, people who believe in God live for years following Jesus, but have no closer relationship to knowing God. So today, my goal is not to tell you try harder or pray 10 hours a day. Then you'll be happy. Then you've made it to the spiritual level five. You know, I'm not saying that. No, I want you to know God relationally. Know God is in this place. He's with us. He wants to speak to you even today. God wants to tell your neighbor God wants to speak to you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Thank you, Candace. God wants to speak to you guys. He does. And, and, and before we get into this, I want us to know that he wants to speak to us and that he has a life prepared for us. And it's more than Hail Mary Christianity where we throw, chuck one up every once in a while when we're in a bad place. But God desires an abundant life for you more than you desire it. A fullness of life. A fullness in his presence. Uh, just like, man, just a switch in your mind to see the world 
differently, the way God sees it, the life actually that you've always wanted. Some of us, we don't even know yet. Some of us, we're not hungry enough to go chase it down. And before we begin, I want to address why pray. Why pray? Or why's? Won't God do what he wants anyway, whether I pray or not? Does prayer really even work? Does it change anything? And Jesus tells us absolutely yes. Oh, yes. If you have your Bibles, please go to Luke 11. All right. I'm going to do that again. That was like three people. If you have your Bibles, please go to Luke 11. All right. We celebrate the Word of God because the Word of God reveals Jesus, and Jesus absolutely will change your life. I say this from a firsthand. From firsthand, right? So number one, God answers prayer. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes uh, wait, right? And sometimes yes, but different than what you wanted yes to be. Isn't that true? We're like, that's not the yes I wanted. Yeah. From Genesis to Revelations, we see it's worth it to pray. Jesus often withdrew in a lonely place and prayed. That's what Luke 5, 16 says. Jesus made time to pray like prayer was the main thing. It was not just just voluntary. For Jesus, prayer was necessary. Think about that for a moment. For Jesus, prayer was necessary. If prayer was necessary for Jesus, think about you. Is it necessary for you? You, I think we, it's necessary, right? It's like eating. Paul was talking about, you, everyone like eating? Every, people like to eat, unless you're the Mitchells. You just eat? Okay, they like to eat. When I first met the Mitchells, I was like, you guys eat just to live, just to be alive. Candace and I, we like eating because we like eating, right? Obviously, obviously. I like eating because I like food. And I was like, Mark, you like eating because it keeps you alive, <laughs> He's shaking his head, except he, he, he has expanded his palate. I apologize. When I, when I first, met, uh, uh, first met Mark, he didn't eat berries. He didn't eat. Uh, okay, I'll stop. He's shaking his head at me. I'll stop. Too much. Too much. I owe you five bucks now. That's what I tell my kids. If I use them in a story, I owe them five bucks. But God desires to feed your spirit, to feed the God life in you. He even said, he said, I believe that you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. That's what Jesus said. God desires his people to pray so that he can answer you, but especially to bring you in on what he's doing. So we're going to start reading from Luke and verse 5, okay? Jesus said to them, he's speaking to his disciples, his students. But as he's speaking to his disciples, there's others listening. He always knows this, right? Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend. Let me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. This is awesome. This is awesome. I have nothing, so I would like to take your stuff and feed my friend. Right? Verse 7. And suppose one on the inside answers, do not bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are in bed. They're light sleepers, and I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, like he's not that good of a friend, right? It says, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Read that with me. Yet because of his shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. It's very interesting. 
And that's the moral of the, this story. You're like, that's the moral of the story? Yeah, shameless audacity, a boldness, a persistence that matters in prayer. Don't bring that weak sauce, he's saying. You come at it, right? When I think of shameless audacity, I think of our kids. Many kids are just shameless. They're audacious. They are stubborn. Maybe it's just mine. Mine, mine are stubborn. I was reading this article that a father, a father wrote about his son, and he says this. I gave my son a timeout from swords, lightsabers, guns, Thor hammers, due to him being violent and aggressive. He's like, you're a little too violent and aggressive. So uh, after about 10 minutes of quiet time, I wanted to check in on him, and I found him. He was building his Legos. After I told him, I, I told him, I'm so proud of you for listening. I asked him, oh, what are you building? He told me he was building an ultimate Lego weapon so that he could destroy me. I think he missed the point. But at least he was persistent. Bold. Kids are bold. Kids are bold. Those who have the boldness to ask and stay asking, they receive. And the moral of the story, uh, the, this moral of Jesus' parable, it, almost as if God uses prayer... Listen, listen, this is so important, that God uses prayer not only to answer prayer, but to develop in us during prayer, connect with us, empower us into his will. So it's not only the prayer, but the act of prayer that matters. Think about that. It's not only the prayer that matters, it's the act of prayer that matters. So it continues in verse 9. So I say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. That God answers prayer. But just in case that's enough, not enough, he adds, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, you give him a snake instead? Unless you're really, really funny, right? No, I, I, that's not in there. I added that. Don't do that. Or if he asks for an egg, you give him a scorpion. If you then, you can't, don't laugh at that. This is serious, Paul. If then, though, you are evil, know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those who, who, who ask? See, when your kids ask for something good, what do you say? Yes. If they say, Dad, Dad I just, can I please clean my room? My answer is, Yes. Also, clean up your brother's Legos. They're everywhere. Dad, can I, can, can I help you with the yard and pull the weeds? The answer, us parents, is yes, of course you can pull the weeds. I really wanted to pull weeds, but you could do it for me, right? Can, I, can, I, can, I, can you help me with the homework? Of course I can. Can I go to youth service and serve the homeless at Urban Outreach? Of course, yes and yes. When my kids ask for something good, I love to give it to them. Don't you? Don't you? Now, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit? And Matthew says, give what is good to those who ask him. God is more willing to give it to you than you ask, than are asking. Prayer works, once again, more in more ways than just getting what we want and need. Prayer is forming us into Christ's likeness so that he can trust us. That's a deep thought. Prayer, when we begin to ask God, about things in our lives, it's actually forming us into being in on what God is doing and into Christ's likeness as we pray so that God himself 
can trust us. He's like, oh, man, you don't even know. You think you're making something for your need, but I'm making you. I'm forming you. Prayer is, so number two, prayer changes me. Say, prayer changes me. Maybe some of us experience this. You prayed about something, you asked God to change the situation, and what changed? You. Yeah, that's right, you. Like praying for a, a someone that it just Pray, Lord, I know I need to love my enemies. This person really bothers me, right? That coworker that you just want to body slam. Or, or when you're praying for your enemies and God begins, he starts to work in us. See, I used to pray, God, change Candace. It's true. I know, impossible, impossible. But I would pray, Lord, that woman of yours that you gave me. Lord, you need to change her. She is sinful. And I would explain to God her issues, her attitude towards me. And when I'm done, God normally gives me a gentle nudge and says, John, now let's talk about you. And I'm like, man, I hate that. And I've learned many of the problems I see start with me. Yes, prayer changes things, but prayer changes me, and maybe that's the greatest change of all. Number three, prayer is knowing God. You can't know someone without talking to them regularly. See, it's, it's, it's not a weekly rhythm. See, we, we might have a weekly rhythm of church service, not being the church, but we have this weekly ry- rhythm, right? But with God, can you imagine having a weekly rhythm with just with talking to your wife or talking to someone you love? It's not as good. That relationship is not as deep. Isn't that true? And like I'm not, some of us, we really do have that sort of weekly rhythm. And we need to change it, right? That's the problem. But we need a daily rhythm with God, a daily rhythm of talking to him. You can't build or maintain deepness without lots of conversations. And that's what prayer is, a conversation with God. Without it, you'll never really know God personally. You'll know about him, but you'll never know God without praying. I'm going to say that again. You will never, ever, ever, ever know God without praying. And yes, praying is hard. It's supposed to be. Because in prayer, we said it before, God is teaching you and forming you into Christ's image so that he can trust you. And then we come back and we pray again. God, I'm not feeling anything. God's like, good. Good. Because if we only go by feelings, then what if you don't feel it for a year? What if you don't feel it for this season? Come at me. Get in on it. And he's developing us. Not so we can only trust him. So that he can trust you. Prayer is forming us. And it's knowing God. Now maybe some of us who are newer to faith. Or we haven't been praying for a while. Or we don't know how to pray. Here's how we pray. Number one, we can do a pattern of prayer. Back into Luke 11, 1 to 4. Start with a pattern and then form a pattern. Here we go, Luke 1 to 4. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray. And just as John taught his disciples, he said to them, when you pray, when you pray, not if you pray. Say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Start with worship and God's will. And then it says, verse 3, give us this day our daily bread. Pray for needs. Verse 4, forgive us of our sins. Confess sin regularly and not yearly. I mean it. I think one of the greatest problems that we face right now is we no longer confess sin anymore. 
we're like, God's good with that. God's not holy like that. No, God is holy like that. And he wants you to confess your sins so that you can get back in on what God is doing. That's what it is. That's what it is. So confess your sins. Super important. And then, this is a hard one for us. For we also forgive everyone who sinned against us. You release forgiveness in likeness with your Savior. That's vital. And lead us not into temptation. Strength and guidance. That's the pattern. So you start with worship. You pray for needs. You confess regularly. You release forgiveness. And you ask for strength and guidance in your temptations and your weaknesses. That's the pattern Jesus gives us. It's not complicated. He simplified prayer in that way because we, we want to demystify it. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's too hard to pray. No, try these four steps. Try it and, and begin to add to that pattern. But that's your basis of pattern right there. Number two, pray simply. Simple prayers. And here's what I mean. Tell God what's on your mind. Plain and simple. Tell God what's on your mind. When you, when blind Bartimaeus, when Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus didn't, he didn't sit back and say, how do I say this spiritually? How do I say this right so that it's the right puzzle for answered prayer? Because sometimes we're like that, right? How do I set this up so I can get my result? And Jesus is like, no, be straight up. He says, teacher, I want to see. He's like, that's the right prayer, Bartimaeus. That's the right prayer. Listen, I used to think that I should be praying for world peace, right? Lord, I pray for the peace of the world like I'm Miss America, right? You ever listen to Miss America answers? They're, they're as fake as possible, right? Your prayer life should not be Miss America pageants. You're not trying to please the whole world. I pray for social justice around the whole world, right? World peace for everyone. And, and no, no. We're, we, we don't need to pray right prayers. Jesus has given us a simple pattern up front. But I'm asking you, see, I pray for provision all the time. And I'm like, Lord, I pray for provision. Lord, this week, Lord, I pray for the lust of my mind. I'm praying for work stuff. And I'm like, is this even trivial or selfish to you, God? However, nothing kills prayer faster than when I pretend to be more honorable than I really am. Then I'm like lying to God's face in my prayers. How crazy are we? Because we do this, right? But yes, I want to grow up. Yes, I want to be less selfish. But prayer, like any other relationship, it must be honest. C.S. Lewis wrote, lay before him, God, what is in us, not what ought to be in us. Lay before God what is in us and not what ought to be in us. So if you're upset, tell God. I'm upset, God. If, if you're depressed, pray from there, God, I am dealing with depression, God, right here. And if you're full of fear and you feel weak, start there. Start there. And, and, and he already knows. He's not, you don't try to hide what you, what you really are in front of God. You may think that what concerns you will not concern God or it's inappropriate. Like, oh, this is not appropriate prayer. God's a big boy. He's a lion, man. He's not scared of our prayers that it's appropriate or not. And that is something we learn in process of prayer as God is making us. But simple prayer. Tell God what you're thinking. And, and in prayer, does your mind ever wander? Because mine does, right? It goes from here, goes there, from here. I'm like, well, my mind is everywhere. When that is happening, instead of saying I'm crazy, start paying attention. What's 
actually in your mind, what you're actually thinking about all day long. You start thinking about work, pray about work. You're thinking about, man, my relationship with my dad is it's messed up right now. Start praying about that. Pray for the things that come to mind because that's what you actually need to pray about. Think about that. Make it simple. Make it simple. Pray for those areas, the good, the bad, the ugly, and let God sort it out. He got you. He's got you. He's not weak that way. Number three, pray continually. This is going to be short. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray continually. <laughs> that's right. And, and the word continually actually means constantly and recurring rather than continuously. It's not that I pray every second of the moment, but I keep my radio on his frequency. I keep my radio on. Like running a conversation all day long, including God in on your thoughts, in on your struggles, in on moments of decisions. You turn your anxieties into prayers. If you're really, really anxious, turn your anxieties into prayers. Every time you feel anxious, start praying. Then you'll pray a lot because some of us are very, very anxious. You're like, I'm praying all the time because <laughs> I'm anxious all the time. And then your anxiety will turn into peace, right? It's a run-on conversation with God. Run-on conversation. Make prayer second nature. Number four, pray for others. This is called intercessory prayer. This is the type of prayer the church is also called to. This is the type of prayer the Holy Spirit is praying for us, that Jesus has prayed for us, and we praying, we're praying for others as simply as this. We all think of people all the time. In those moments where our mind is wandering, we start thinking of people, right? Next time when you think about them, include Jesus in on that. In those thoughts, in those conversations. When, you're, when I'm sitting in bed with uh, Candace and we're talking and people's, we start talking about people, then we pray for them. Pray for them. Just bring God in on what you're doing. And as we close today, as the worship team comes up, I just want to take a moment. We have time. I just want us to pray. Let's take a moment just to be quiet before the Lord. I think this is so important. Some of you, you've walked in here. And you are at the last straw. Maybe with your faith, maybe with your life, maybe with your job, maybe with your family. You're like, this is it. I'm done with this marriage stuff. It's too hard. I'm done with this work. I'm, just, I'm done with this faith stuff. And I think it's because we've, maybe for your faith, you've done faith so long, but you don't know Jesus. You know all about him. It's like all, us knowing all about Peyton Manning. But we don't know Peyton Manning. We're not hanging out at his house, playing with his kids. And some of us, we need to know Jesus. I don't want you to know about him. That's cool. That's good. I want you to be intellectual. But I want you to know him. I, know, I want you to understand and sense him. Sense the Holy Spirit when God is in the place. Sense when you need to pray for your friend because he's in a bad place. And God is speaking to you, but we're on the right station. So with our heads bowed for a moment, if you're in this room and you need to get right with Jesus, then you need Jesus in your life. You've done it your way. You've tried religion, but you, you can tell me, I don't know Jesus. I need to be forgiven. There's things I've been holding on. I need to forgive, and it's so hard for me. I need to be healed. And I'm going to tell you, it's all Jesus. That is going to set your life free, and then it's going to fill it with his abundant life. If you're in here and you just need to get right with 
God, I just want you to raise your hand. It's just me and you. Just look at me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You can look at me. You can raise your hand. Whatever you need to do. Heavenly Father, I pray for this place, Lord God. There's people who are taking you one step. It's not like a rush. Just take one step. God, I haven't trusted you in a long time. Or maybe I've never trusted you. But today I take one more step towards Jesus. I'm struggling right now, God. And I've tried to do it on my own strength. Let it be time where I start getting in on what you're doing in my life and in the lives of people around me, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the hands that were raised today, Lord God. For the rest of us, Lord God. I pray. There's many ways to pray. It's right up there. Take a moment and pray to God. And I'm going to be praying for you. Start, I'm going to start the first prayer. Father, I want us to be a praying church, God. For people to know you, a church that is hungry for a powerful move of your spirit, hungry for you. I pray that we would pester and bother and cry out, that we would make our request known to you, that we would want and desire our neighbors to come to know you, our coworkers to come to know you. I pray that there would be a shameless audacity in us to see the sick healed in regularity, for people delivered from their past, boldness and invitation to Jesus, that we would represent you boldly and shamelessly, and we will say, it's all Jesus, it's always been you, it's you alone, God, you are at work in your church and through your church, God. We are not satisfied with religion, we want to know you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray. Now take you take a stab at it, you go. Just pray to God. Be bold enough. I just, I dare you to be honest with Jesus right where you are.
God, when we don't trust you, God, so we, right now, God, we say, God, we trust you, God, we put whatever it is in your hands, so forgive us, God, God, and let us learn to confess our sins to you, to others, let us learn that that's something that will teach us, something that will help us grow, that's something that will help us learn when when, God, we overcome things, it's something that can help others grow. So, God, we ask you, God, to just help us to trust you more, to come to you, God. Forgive us for not trusting you more. Let us just put it in your hands, God. Let us not be ashamed, God, but let us share when, you, when you've helped us overcome things so other people can share, so other people can overcome, God with you, with each other, God, as a community. So we thank you, God. We thank you, God, for what you're gonna do. We thank you that we're gonna continue to ask for forgiveness. God, that we're gonna continue to confess our sins, knowing that you still love us, that you're looking down on us as your children and that you're saying, this is how you learn. This is how we trust each other. This is how we move forward is being more like Jesus. So we thank you, God, that you love us wherever we're at. That you're walking with us, God, whatever we're going through, and that we just need to tell you about it. That we just need to trust, God, that you can carry us through. We just have to give it to you. So we confess, God, to you right now, and we trust, God, that you're going to walk us through it. Let's stand and let's finish by singing. The cup in your hand, lay back against you and
Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this moment, Lord God. And as we leave today, Lord, let us know that prayer is not only answering our prayers and wants and needs, Lord God. Prayer is God forming us, Lord God, into the image of Christ so that you can trust us with the answer, with the request, Lord God. So I pray instead, Lord, we take prayer seriously, Lord God, knowing it is our relationship, our communication, our radio, Lord God, with you. We want to know you, Lord God. Let that be our desire. Everywhere we are, we want to be in on what you are doing as you are making all things new. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you, and thank you guys for being here. Yeah, give God praise.
hard to pray. No, try these four steps. Try it and, and begin to add to that pattern. But that's your basis of pattern right there. Number two, pray simply. Simple prayers. And here's what I mean. Tell God what's on your mind. Plain and simple. Tell God what's on your mind. When, you, when blind Bartimaeus, when Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus, didn't, he didn't sit back and say, how do I say this spiritually? How do I say this right so that it's the right puzzle for answered prayer? Because sometimes we're like that, right? How do I set this up so I can get my result? And Jesus is like, no, be straight up. He says, uh, teacher, I want to see. He's like, that's the right prayer, Bartimaeus. That's the right prayer. Listen, I used to think that I should be praying for world peace, right? Lord, I pray for the peace of the world like I'm Miss America, right? You ever listen to Miss America answers? They're, they're as fake as possible, right? Your prayer life should not be Miss America pageants. You're not trying to please the whole world. I pray for social justice around the whole world, right? World peace for everyone. And, and no, no. We're, we, we don't need to pray right prayers. Jesus has given us a simple pattern up front. But I'm asking you, see, I pray for provision all the time. And I'm like, Lord, I pray for provision. Lord, this week, Lord, I pray for the lust of my mind. I'm praying for work stuff. And I'm like, is this even trivial or selfish to you, God? However, nothing kills prayer faster than when I pretend to be more honorable than I really am. Then I'm like lying to God's face in my prayers. How crazy are we? Because we do this, right? But yes, I want to grow up. Yes, I want to be less selfish. But prayer, like any other relationship, it must be honest. C.S. Lewis wrote, lay before him, God, what is in us, not what ought to be in us. Lay before God what is in us and not what ought to be in us. So if you're upset, tell God, I'm upset, God. If, if, if you're depressed, pray from there, God, I am dealing with depression, God, right here. And if you're full of fear and you feel weak, start there. Start there. And, and, and he already knows. He's not, you don't try to hide what you, what you really are in front of God. You may think that what concerns you will not concern God or it's inappropriate. Like, oh, this is not appropriate prayer. God's a big boy. He's a lion, man. He's not scared of our prayers that it's appropriate or not. And that is something we learn in process of prayer as God is making us. But simple prayer. Tell God what you're thinking. And, and in prayer, does your mind ever wander? Because mine does, right? It goes from here, goes there, from here. I'm like, well, my mind is everywhere. When that is happening, instead of saying I'm crazy, start paying attention what's actually in your mind. What you're actually thinking about all day long. You start thinking about work, pray about work. You're thinking about, man, my relationship with my dad is it's messed up right now. Start praying about that. Pray for the things that come to mind because that's what you actually need to pray about. Think about that. Make it simple. Make it simple. Pray for those areas, the good, the bad, the ugly, and let God sort it out. He got you. He's got you. He's not weak that way. Number three, pray continually. This is going to be short. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray continually. <laughs> That's right. And, and the word continually actually means constantly and recurring rather than continuously. It's not that I pray every second of the moment, but I keep my radio on his frequency. I keep my radio on. Like running a conversation all day long. 
including God in on your thoughts, in on your struggles, in on moments of decisions. You turn your anxieties into prayers. If you're really, really anxious, turn your anxieties into prayers. Every time you feel anxious, start praying. Then you'll pray a lot because some of us are very, very anxious. You're like, I'm praying all the time because <laughs> I'm anxious all the time. And then your anxiety will turn into peace, right? It's a run-on conversation with God. A run-on conversation. Make prayer second nature. Number four, pray for others. This is called intercessory prayer. This is the type of prayer the church is also called to. This is the type of prayer the Holy Spirit is praying for us, that Jesus has prayed for us, and we're praying, we're praying for others as simply as this. We all think of people all the time. In those moments where our mind is wandering, we start thinking of people, right? Next time when you think about them, include Jesus in on that, in those thoughts, in those conversations. When, you're, when I'm sitting in bed with uh, Candace and we're talking and people's, we start talking about people, then we pray for them. Pray for them. Just bring God in on what you're doing. And as we close today, as the worship team comes up, I just want to take a moment. We have time. I just want us to pray. Let's take a moment just to be quiet before the Lord. I think this is so important. Some of you, you've walked in here, and you are at the last straw. Maybe with your faith, maybe with your life, maybe with your job, maybe with your family. You're like, this is it. I'm done with this marriage stuff. It's too hard. I'm done with this work. I'm, just, I'm done with this faith stuff. And I think it's because we've, maybe for your faith, you've done faith so long, but you don't know Jesus. You know all about him. It's like all, us knowing all about Peyton Manning, but we don't know Peyton Manning. We're not hanging out at his house, playing with his kids. And some of us, we need to know Jesus. I don't want you to know about him. That's cool. That's good. I want you to be intellectual, but I want you to know him. I, know, I want you to understand and sense him. Sense the Holy Spirit when God is in the place. Sense when you need to pray for your friend because he's in a bad place and God is speaking to you, but we're on the right station. With our heads bowed for a moment, if you're in this room and you need to get right with Jesus and you need Jesus in your life, you've done it your way, you've tried religion, but you, you can tell me, I don't know Jesus. I need to be forgiven. There's things I've been holding on. I need to forgive. And it's so hard for me. I need to be healed. And I'm going to tell you, it's all Jesus. That is going to set your life free. And then it's going to fill it with his abundant life. If you're in here and you just need to get right with God, I just want you to raise your hand. It's just me and you. Just look at me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You can look at me. You can raise your hand. Whatever you need to do. Heavenly Father, I pray for this place, Lord God. There's people who are taking you one step. It's not like a rush. Just take one step. God, I haven't trusted you in a long time. Or maybe I've never trusted you. But today I take one more step towards Jesus. I'm struggling right now, God. And I've tried to do it on my own strength. Let it be time where I start getting in on what you're doing in my life in the lives of people around me, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the hands that were raised today, Lord God. For the rest of us, Lord God, I pray 
There's many ways to pray. It's right up there. Take a moment and pray to God. And I'm going to be praying for you. Start, I'm going to start the first prayer. Father, I want us to be a praying church, God. For people to know you, a church that is hungry for a powerful move of your spirit, hungry for you. I pray that we would pester and bother and cry out, that we would make our request known to you, that we would want and desire our neighbors to come to know you, our coworkers to come to know you. I pray that there would be a shameless audacity in us to see the he sick healed in regularity for people delivered from their past, boldness and in invitation to Jesus, that we would represent you boldly and shamelessly, and we will say, it's all Jesus, it's always been you, it's you alone, God. You are at work in your church and through your church, God. We are not satisfied with religion. We want to know you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray. Now take you take a stab at it. You go. Just pray to God. Be bold enough. I just, I dare you to be honest with Jesus right where you are. Amen. 
God, we just ask you, God, to forgive us, God, when we don't trust you. God, so we, right now, God, we say, God, we trust you, God. We put whatever it is in your hands. So forgive us, God. God, and let us learn to confess our sins to you, to others. Let us learn that that's something that will teach us, something that will help us grow. That's something that will help us learn when, when God, we overcome things. It's something that can help others grow. So God, we ask you, God, to just help us to trust you more to come to you, God. Forgive us for not trusting you more. Let us just put it in your hands, God. Let us not be ashamed, God, but let us share when, you, when you've helped us overcome things so other people can share, so other people can overcome, God, with you, with each other, God, as a community. So we thank you, God. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do. We thank you that we're going to continue to ask for forgiveness. God, that we're going to continue to confess our sins, knowing that you still love us, that you're looking down on us as your children, and that you're saying, this is how you learn. This is how we trust each other. This is how we move forward as being more like Jesus. So we thank you, God that you love us wherever we're at, that you're walking with us, God, whatever we're going through, and that we just need to tell you about it, that we just need to trust, God, that you can carry us through. We just have to give it to you. So we confess, God, to you right now, and we trust, God, that you're going to walk us through it. Stand and let's finish by singing. The cup in your hand, lay back against you and feel your heart This love is so deep, it's more than I can say. I'm melting your peace. Father, we just thank you for this moment, Lord God. And as we leave today, Lord, let us know that prayer is not only answering our prayers and wants and needs, Lord God. 
prayer is God forming us, Lord God, into the image of Christ so that you can trust us with the answer, with the request, Lord God. So I pray instead, Lord, we take prayer seriously, Lord God, knowing it is our relationship, our communication, our radio, Lord God, with you. We want to know you, Lord God. Let that be our desire. Everywhere we are, we want to be in on what you are doing as you are making all things new. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you and thank you guys for being here. Yeah, give God praise.